Have you have you ever seen the the uh, statistic that's like ninety six percent of women uh, orgasm when when like playing with themselves, sixty eight percent of women orgasm when playing with other women, six percent of women orgasm when playing with men. Uh, this is all with the caveat for the first time. I would just like to state like the first time with that given partner. Um, and and I saw that line and I just went. <clears throat> I mean, like that's the first thing I thought of. Hey man, life life is hard. In lie, women lie, numbers don't. Math. Mark Rob, aka Sean Mad Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka PC Twitter, aka Marco's Modern Life, coming at you with deleted scenes from our Great Expectation podcast series. You know, recording this mini series over this last month has been really, really fun. I'm really happy we were able to close off Pride Month with a bang, and we have some tasty leftovers for you guys to pick through. Check them out. In this first batch of deleted scenes, we go through some of Carrie's fashion, some Sex and the City first movie takes, and the origin, the original Cat Goes to Europe story is in full here. I'm not 100% sure if it was in full in the first episode, but this is where the origins of that whole story comes from, and we dive into a little bit of Sexy Boyfriends. Check it out. But even, like, in fashion, right? Like... I, I recently uh, was an idiot and watched Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen with Lindsay Lohan, uh, a primo Disney Channel original movie, uh, which involves a large degree of almost pedophilia. Uh, and uh, she, like, dresses like Carrie Bradshaw, like, a lot. She like, does. they all, like, you can see, and that came out in 2006 or 2007. Like, it clearly did a lot for a lot of people. I still see pointed toe stilettos. Jesus. Yeah. And and yeah. go, oh, right, Carrie Bradshaw. Like, and I didn't even watch the show when it was coming out. I didn't see it until way later. So I watched the movie, like, last night. And I didn't know it was two and a fucking half hours. They it's literally long. could... They could have just made season seven. They could have just made season seven. It's Return of the King long. And I know and I notice it every time. Like this uh, Jennifer Lawrence is fucking well, Jennifer Hudson and well Jennifer Lawrence is bad too, but Jennifer Lawrence is fucking just bad. Like she she sound like she sounded like a fucking Freed a woman who just got her freedom papers when she got the Louis bag. Uh, bro, I, I mean, got a Louis bag now. It, like, it, it it didn't age well, man. But I mean, it was cute for the time, man. It's like she was excited to have a real bag. She was renting the dang bags, man. She couldn't even afford a real only, bag. 
Not only was her acting terrible, the bag was terrible also. Like the bag It was not a good up. bag. It was not a good bag. The point was she got her own bag and she didn't have to rent them anymore. And Carrie Bradshaw brought that into her life. And she got her man at the end of the movie. Well, mid movie. Because she left like halfway through. And that and that kind of plays into kind of like the, the black savior thing of like because by the end of it, she's like when uh, Jennifer Hudson quit, she's like you you saved my life, or you turned my life around. Like, well, yeah, she gave her a lot of credit. A lot of credit. How long do you think it is until Big gets tired of Carrie and starts cheating on her? Um, uh, probably right after the second movie. No, nah. after I mean, she, she made out with Aiden and freaking Abu Dhabi. No, I don't. I don't really see Big. I, I think he's by that time he's like he's like touching sixty by that movie, isn't he? He's like seventy five years old. Like Christopher, Christopher, no, he's not. He's not cheating on her, man. He's trying to get to the old folks on by that point, man. <laughs> but one point I would actually make, he is sixty-six in real life. That's that's what I'm saying. Like he's not, he's not fucking around her. Have you seen pictures of Big lately? <laughs> no, I mean, why, would I, why, why would I? No, but now I'm gonna. Hold on, I got you. Let me let me throw it in the chat. Oh, this goes oh. great with my ice cream. I'm glad to hear that. I just beat you. Oh, he's Agent Priestley. He looks like Nathan Lang in this picture I'm seeing. He does. Yeah, that's the one I'm about to send. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Get get you some concealer, honey. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, no, 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 no. Um. Yeah, Europe's great. Oh no, man! If like, someone will take you to Europe, go. I'll have you know that nah. I'm a lady, and I wouldn't run off with any man to Europe just because he said he paid for my whole lifestyle. You know what, Kellen? It must be nice to be able to afford values. <laughs> you know, and so, I wish as, you nothing but the best with them. As well, someone well, who, very much. as someone who lives in a state that has no family. And my closest friends are either on this call or in East Coast states. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm telling you, you, you don't want to do that. Man. I promise you. Because I think, you know, I think, you know, that first week you're in, you're in Patty, you're going to Dior, embarrassing yourself in Dior, you know. Oh. But, <laughs> but you know what? When after that first week wears off, you're gonna be like, nah, bro, I gotta get the fuck out of here. As someone who moved to Italy for six months, like, nah. Well, hold on. So, what was the context of you moving to Italy, though? Uh, well, yeah, what was the context of that, though? I was apply. I applied for several study abroad programs and was accepted into one where I didn't know anyone. But you actually had shit going on, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I was getting an education. She wasn't getting shit. She couldn't even get dick. She, she was she was literally there to be a piece in his art gallery. That's yeah, exactly cool. what he wanted. I don't give a shit. Like and be by herself and spend cat, his money. Cat is me. There are books been. in English in Europe. In English. I'll manage. Cat as nuanced as you've been this entire night. I love that this is the one thing I knock. Nah. Just give me a just give me a ticket, man. Give yeah, me a ticket I'm, in a hotel room. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket like, to ride. The thing is, right? If you have a life in in wherever, right, and it's fine, but you're not really happy with it, and it's what you've been doing forever, 
and you have an opportunity to go do something ridiculous with all expenses paid. And by the way, you always have the option to come back with Skype, with Zoom, with WhatsApp. Like, sorry. They had that back then. <laughs> they had <laughs> Skype back then. Yo, you be on MSN Messenger. They had Skype. But anyway, I would be like, lay to play. Like, sorry. Send me an email. Send me a postcard. Dang. That's crazy. Even if it was Burger. If Burger said, come to me with Europe and I will pay for everything. I know how you feel, sir. Even Maybe if not Burger, him. Okay. So we know there is a line that Cat will not cross. Okay. Yeah, if my Mr. Big, and I do have somebody like in my life who I'm like, oh, yes. If, if that person, the, the Cat Bradshaw Mr. Big, was like, hello, I'm moving to Europe. I, in fact, I'm well established here. Now, is this a letter or is this an email you're getting or a text? I, I imagine it would probably be a text. Okay, just send this Because this is 2021 in America, goddammit. It'd probably actually be a WhatsApp message, but whatever. And this person was like, and I have an apartment and lots of money. Would you like to move to Europe with me? And I'd be like, all right, so, like, are we are we dating? And he's like, I don't know. And I would be like, okay, so are we fucking? I don't know. Yeah, cool. Um, When do you need me? Have I'm you not judging been in you. In a country I'm where like someone you. someone fell down drunk and broke their face and needed reconstructive surgery. Yeah, it's called and Morgantown. The person, and the person at the emergency room who you're there with comes up to you and goes, "Hey, I'm so sorry because you're from out of the country. It is going to cost you a little bit." And you go, "Yeah, of course, that totally makes sense. How much does it cost for a rhinoplasty?" And they go, twenty three dollars. The nice price, full, as your food would say, for a full nose job, basically. It was twenty three dollars, and so they were apologizing for the profusely job? that it was going to cost twenty three dollars. Hey, man! Until America can compete in the socialized healthcare market, if Which someone asks me to move to Europe, I'm going. You got you got to take your shot, man. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> man. I'm looking at season. Uh, I just threw on the. I threw on the episode when Aiden is back and he looks sexy. Um, so this is like season. John like, Corbett ain't looks sexy a day in his life. Jesus. Look at you, hater. Goddamn. But. I know. God, that was a hot take, boy. Ain't no uh, hot take. That's a right take. When we do the Boyfriends and Lovers episode, we'll do a power ranking of the, the, the sexiest boyfriends on the show and it can be looks or swag or whatever which but, one has the most money <laughs> uh, man. who i'm pretty sure big is more money than alec yeah but big, alec flexes it so more uh-huh interesting interesting and, i mean big dress is better than alec i definitely will say that also big definitely also kind of dresses like an old money weirdo though I would say weirdo. <laughs> That's kind of like, oh, Jesus. I, I definitely feel like there's some episode that didn't get made where you find out he has a, a cape house and he has a, like a weird predilection for those chunky cable knit sweaters like Chris Evans wore in Knives Out. And instead mm-hmm. of looking attractive, he looks like your grandpapa. And like, I don't need that. Yeah, that's probably what he looks like now, but... Uh, I mean, maybe cable net sweater big is a thing that carries into every now and again. 
I feel like she may uh, feel about that the way that I feel about sweatpants. The only nice thing about them is how easy they are to take off. Boing. Dang. Oh, man. Carrie fucks some weird weirdos, boy, I tell you. Yes, man, she had the worst resume out of all. Actually, you know the... I'm I'm I think this guy's gonna be somewhat high on my power ranking, but the guy who she was like like talking to and she like went through his apartment to try to snoop on him. Mm. Like she was fucking weird in that episode, boy. It was terrible. Yeah. Cat, are you gonna play the, the ukulele for the the theme song for this mini series? That would be dope. Uh, that's like not a thing you can really do. I mean, that sounds, I don't believe you. That sounds like a challenge that you need to level up to. I mean, okay, that's, that's so awesome. hi, hi, hi. I'm an amateur and I do it for fun um, because I, I do try to like not capitalize on a couple of my hobbies so I don't hate myself. Um, Sex in the City ukulele chords is totally a Googleable a thing. Okay, cool. So you can learn it. I'll send I you have, a ukulele. I have an okay. extra. If you have an extra, cool. Yeah. Kellen but, raps. He doesn't play the ukulele. The uke. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Party. I'm an opera singer. I don't have to. Um. But uh, the other, I'm also learning a, a a redacted for redacted redacted podcast redacted or whatever redacted or redacted redacted uh, or whatever um, or whatever. So. Uh, my my non-hateful ukulele playing plate is kind of full. <laughs> Got to play what you love, Marcus. Hey, shout out to loving myself. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man. Was that a Freudian slip or the best joke ever? Charlotte, Charlotte was getting it into uh, to the gardener that one episode in her dream. I was making sure I was paying attention. That was actually a really funny joke, though. Um, it was. That was great. In this next batch of deleted scenes, I go into Burger and Carrie's relationship. Kat goes into Samantha's and Jared's relationship. We talk about Star Wars and how <laughs> HBO has no butt plugs or dicks <laughs> on their television shows. <laughs> and lastly, we close it out with Kellen's unreleased Great expectations theme song. Check it out. You getting fucking, some background noise there? Yeah, here, fucking here. Burger and Carrie can't have sex. They're having issues. Oh, uh, did you rewatch? Are you rewatching the show entirely, or just watching some episodes? I'm watching some episodes. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, Burr's literally the worst, and I'm very happy I, I got that in the first episode, but I'll definitely <laughs> in, the, in the last episode we do. Something you'll be repeating, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. The funny, like, the funny thing is, like, the funny thing with Burger is, of all the guys that Carrie dated, he actually is, on paper at least... Actually, no. Fuck that. He's like the <laughs> he's like the most similar to who she actually is. Like, other than I guess the insecurity, like, like 
obviously they have the writing thing in common, but being like the smart ass, like they have a kind of the same sense of humor. He's not really fashionable, but no, no, he is not. Um, kind of like the sense of humor, and I would say not necessarily the insecurity, but the lack of self awareness at times. Like they definitely have, but that doesn't necessarily mean you should be in a relationship with someone because they aren't self aware. But but they're pretty similar. Yeah. I, I don't dislike Jared. He's just, what a what a cutie patoot. <laughs> but they just didn't line up for me. Yeah. Like they they I get that they they could, but it didn't feel right. And like the end of the movie, the first movie is her like going like nah, and like that seems like such a cop out. We're talking about his age difference, and it's definitely important to talk about. I do think that ooh, it, it kind of hurts me, but. I, I love Sam and I love him, but it's a little bit mothery the way she basically nurtures his career to being this superstar. What I wanted is her to see him as a project. Imagine yeah. that they they met and they had sex and then they were like, Ugh. but she and him still had like, just imagine it as like a weird friendship. Yeah. And then she has the cancer. He supports her through the cancer. They... If we have to keep him in at all. And this culminates in her changing her career to be his publicist because she's ready to rock. You know, she wants a change. She's ready. I think that's much more interesting than what we got. I think that's much more interesting than she wanted to do right by her boyfriend, I guess. Also, I like your BB-8 t-shirt. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I got this for... I got this for Christmas. Um, uh, my first year out here. Uh, so, BB-8 uh, is probably my favorite Latter Day Star Wars character. Uh, uh, what about? Well, did you ever like Solo? The you, movie. Well, you is it was a very average movie. It's. I think it's a fun movie, but it's still. I would say it's like an above action, above average action movie. Yeah, I but would say that. I yes. wanted more from it than that. Yeah, the the guy was Han, and then his chemistry with uh, Quay or whatever her name was. I I didn't really buy that. I did love I did love Woody in it, and I did love I I liked Donald in it, and I don't think anyone did a bad job i just yeah. think it was like a c plus script and c plus direction yeah like, with like cool cgi yeah yeah and it just didn't cut it for me i didn't hate it but i wasn't like ooh, like i haven't watched it since i saw it in theaters um i i think i watched it one more time after that actually maybe Maybe I did, I don't know. But I brought it up because what about the droid in the movie? Did you like her? I did. Um, but first of all, I, I like I like my droids that don't talk. <laughs> Why is that? Um, because I think you can project a little more onto them, but also generally speaking, like I used to do circus and I used to do clowning, and I think there's a lot you can determine from physicality. And I've always really liked that about like the fact that you have to figure out what R2 D2 is thinking from abstract noises and the way his dome moves or the way he rolls back and forth. 
I think is really interesting. And I think that BB-8 is a really clever escalation of that by making his whole body the rolling unit. Did JJ design BB-8, right? I think so. It's the best thing you ever fucking did. I, I agree, actually. But also I think that BB-8 is probably the most tonally consistent across all the Star Wars movies that we got in 789. Because yeah. when he was, he was throwing them coins, he was controlling that AT-AT, I was like, that's my boy! Like, the whole time. And then in 8, when all he did, or 9, when all he did was, like, get hit by that tree and be sad, I was like, that is also my boy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's oh my god the last jedi was but i feel that like, was a fucking movie man i feel like bb-8 is the only character that like had had an arc in those movies which sounds terrible <laughs> but in seven he's like i gotta find my friend and i made some new friends i'll find him my friend and then in eight he's like gotta save my friends and then in nine he's like i have so many friends how do i prioritize who i spend my time with like what? What do I do? Who like I? New friend too. So many friends, so many friends, and now I have this weird like unicycle robot. Ah! Like BB-8 is peak anxiety boy. Yeah, definitely. He protect. Oh. He attack. He ah! And that's me. Hilarious. Oh, yes, that is very you. Yes. Are we ever watching that fucking last movie ever again? Because uh, I don't know if I can. I have been watching supercuts of just BB-8. Oh, I mean, that's the only thing worth in that fucking okay, movie. Okay, can I just say that I'm going to I'm going to Star Wars land. Surprise, horrors! I'm going to Star Wars land. And I'm um, fucking jealous. My my partner's like, yeah, so we're just gonna like do the rides and maybe go to the restaurant, right? And I'm like, how, Bro, how do it's I, all. How, how do I tell him I'm fully prepared to drop $600 on a custom lightsaber and a custom droid? Like, I mean, if he thinks it's just that, bro. And she did ballet. What more? Like, I'm like, oh, custom lightsaber? Oh, I can make it purple? Oh, I can make a purple VV-8? Oh, like. Yeah, bro. It's, if. You got to be prepared, man. Like, I want to go. I want to go to that Star Wars park bad. And the fun, I know, like, my level of love for Star Wars isn't nearly as much as other people, but I'm fully prepared to spend the entire day there. I'll make you uh, a droid, son. Oh, make me a fucking droid. I'll take a droid right now. <laughs> I will. Oh my god, I would love The issue I'm having is I'm like, do I want to do the build your own droid workshop or do I just want to buy the droid from Star Tours? Because you can buy him and he's a Bluetooth speaker and he's voiced by Paul Rubens and his name is DJ Rex and he got a job and he didn't like it so he quit to become a DJ and pursue his passion and also he's Boys. voiced by Pee Wee Herman and he's an anxiety boy like me and I love hims. But I could also get a BB-8. But do you really want to take time to build a robot? That's a lot. I can't even write for like 20 okay, minutes but, in a row. So the, the thing is, I think I might build the lightsaber. Hmm. But I'm Kel, like... Kel, we need you to jump in. Would you rather buy an Android or build a lightsaber? Oh, no. I was going to do both. Oh, I, I would be buying a, a, a made droid. And building a lightsaber from scratch and making my boyfriend watch. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Pull out that lightsaber, baby. Pull it out. 
Kellen, you're muted. My my Sam Jones brain just went. Also, by the way, every time we say Sam Jones, I think of the actor who played Flash Gordon. Uh, my Sam Jones brain just went like. Is it a toy lightsaber, or is it like some kind of fancy ones? I made one at Disney World, and it's just a toy, but it's pretty badass. They, they, they make the ones now film. at Disney World that are like equivalent to Saber Forge. Oh no, I didn't do that one. Um, I'd <laughs> I'm gonna say the lightsaber. <laughs> I'm a lightsaber guy. What can I say? I I am a slut for uh, BB-8 units, which is what we were talking about while you were gone. Hilarious, Captain all that. Samantha Jones is definitely a butt plug kind of girl. Yeah, that's like I want. Tell me more about that. Well, you can't show butt plugs on HBO (laughs) at this point, though. You can't show butt plugs on HBO. You can't show the butt plugs on 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 cable television at this point. You barely even see dicks. Like I I I I think I think there's only like one or two dicks the whole show. And they're all flaccid. They always have to be flaccid, but there's not a lot of dicks. There's a lot of nipples, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> My oral surgeon forgot the key to his office. So he had my dad hold a phone flashlight, wiped down a pen with a wet one, and looked in my mouth. Jesus Christ. That's like I had practice. what he described as an impressive and humbling infection. You could charge 12 bucks for that on OnlyFans, just telling you. Which sounded to <laughs> me like he was about to hand me the Christmas shoes because I was going to meet Jesus. <laughs> Christmas. And I was like, what do I do? We just started a new podcast. Like, what if I die? Fuck. Like, if he died. My immediate thought was like, not what will happen to my boyfriend? What will happen to my parents? What will happen to my rabbits? It was what will happen to the podcast. Oh, hey, hey, I mean, considering I didn't bring my A game last week, um, I would be okay with us not putting it out, but, uh, I'm glad you're okay. Oh no, it's it's definitely coming out. It's more valuable uh, now. Oh, I know that. I know that. But like that first question just kind of threw me off the whole time because you're like defend the movie, and then my mic I didn't hear anything, and I was like, what, what's wrong with y'all? I was yelling at you. <laughs> it threw me off the rest of the show. Oh man, I'm gonna put it. Speaking of that, I'm gonna put that episode out tomorrow. So. Oh yeah. Out in the city, baby. Is, so expectations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cat Mark and Kellen. Do 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 do. I'm done. Please yeah, clip so, that for our theme song. He would never. He would never. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's definitely Clifford Lee. It seems I'll tell you that. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, actually, that may be the intro for Deleted Scenes 11, so I do appreciate that, Kellen. Um, Welcome. Get the content while you can. Alright, so this block of Deleted Scenes, it's reduced down from one long conversation uh, that we had after one of the episodes. Uh, but basically, we get, we cover the gamut of a lot of things. Uh, we go into some Celtics, Boston Red Sox talk. 
we go on to Burger and Wrong Living Sense career. Uh, also, Kellen brings up the question, is late season Miranda sexy or cute or attractive? Also, we talk a little bit about uh, so, uh, some other shit. <laughs> Check it out. Damn, the fucking Knicks getting smacked. God so, damn it. So they, so they about to go out. So the Wizards and the Knicks got the gentleman sweep. So Knicks so are down. Celtics. Fuck the Celtics. I'm sorry, Cabo. Fuck the Celtics. No, that's fine. I, I don't care for them particularly. I like our coach okay, but it's mostly because he reminds me of my seventh grade math teacher. He's not your uh, coach anymore. He's, a oh, he's about to be the head of the organization? Yeah, basically. So this, this fool failed upwards like he had yeah. a disappointing season and got the Promoted. most important job in on the organization. So that's a fucking finesse, boy. I tell you that. Like he spent all those years getting smacked by LeBron, and then now he got smacked by uh, so, the Nets. So, so do you think Kyrie really stomped on that damn uh, leprechaun? Bean Town. No, no, he's just like a. First of all, he's like actually. Yeah, no, fuck that. That that twenty one year old who's like, I'm gonna you to water bottle. I was like, oh fuck your face, kid. Come on. Yo, Kellen. Trey Young just hit the most disrespectful three in the Knicks face. It wasn't on Derek, was it? Oh uh, no, he hit that shit from like forty feet out. Shit. And and they're already up by fucking what quarter is it? It's a fourth. It's like twenty five seconds left. Oh and, and Trey Young ice Trey Young's ISOing um the dude with the dreads now. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. Please, y'all. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. I thought I was going to do some more disrespectful shit, but nah, bro. Trey Young fucking shit on New York. Yo, this shit is fucking crazy. Yeah, no. Uh, I care about the Red Sox, and that's it for Boston sports. You're talking to the Red Sox fan over here? Kellen, that was the alley-oop for you to talk about your Red Sox fandom. Thank you. Um, I, I've kind of fallen off in recent years, though, because I've kind of lo- I fell off Jesus. when Poppy retired, and then when they traded Mookie for no fucking reason. I've uh, really... The reason was to avoid the luxury tax. Like, they can't pay it. They they could, but they chose not they to, which to is the Boston way. Boston being, way. Being stingy is the, the most Boston thing they could have done. Yo, if you find that young three-pointer, send it to me, Marcus, because I don't see it on the Twitter yet. Uh, it'll probably be on the and on. on a little, a little are you, are you familiar with Slugger? Like, are you familiar with the farm organizations at all? No, I am not. Okay, so Slugger is maybe the best mascot in baseball, perhaps in sports. Okay, um, he's a seal and he angy, um, <laughs> and I love him very much. Uh, hang on, let me. Hold on, Let me Google find it. the picture of fetus Catherine and drop it in the chat real quick. Is he a sea dog? Yes. Oh, he's cute. He is mad. Yeah, he's super angry. He was also, <laughs> it was superhero day, so he was fat Thor. <laughs> Let me. Yo, Marcus, they list this mascot's weight as healthy. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Favorite food, sea dog biscuits. Yeah, those are the ice cream things that wound up being made by the crazy racist, but now are not. Clutch. 
Um, they're chocolate chip cookies with vanilla ice cream. Mm. But they're homemade. Even better. Yeah. Ice cream. I don't have any ice cream. I do because I got my wisdom teeth out. Yo, Big just called Burger Hot Dog. <laughs> yeah, going with that guy, Hot Dog. Hot dog. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck Burger. Fuck Burger. Bro. And that's like <laughs> that's like the episode before they actually broke up. I'm pretty sure. They just they just took a fucking break because he's all mad about her uh, royalties and shit. Imagine being imagine turning down free Prada. Um, well, I guess it wasn't free, but imagine just turning down Prada to begin with. Like the nerve. This man was super fucking jealous, man. Insecure. Has mm. like Ron Livingston, like he has one cult classic to his name, off Office Space. Then yes. then he then he has he has the Sex in the City run, and yeah. I feel like there was one other thing that he that he did that was swingers, no swingers, swingers, yes. Damn. Are we talking about Charlotte or Miranda next next time? Next episode is Charlotte. So the problematic game was ran the fuck off on her. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, it'll be about Charlotte. I can't tell if late season Miranda is cute or not. Because there's sometimes I'll see her and I'll be like, all right, she looked cute there. And then other times, like, she looked like a worn out mom. And it ain't working for me. Damn. She, she's an optical <laughs> illusion. A worn, yeah, a worn out bag of wounds. So yeah, right here in her, she's in the office with her with her with her top on, got the pearls on, her hair's done. It's like okay, yeah, I can see it. But then sometimes she's when they when she lets her hair like when it's like late at night and her hair's like down and it's like we want her to look rough. She pulls it off. I don't know. I don't know, man. So Miranda was always the one that I was like iffy on, as far as attraction attraction wise. I th- I think well her her fashion is is the the worst of all the girls actually I think her fashion may be the worst of any character on the show well no Stanford Blatch is pretty bad but um <laughs> she she doesn't really dress super well I don't think she was necessarily a, I don't think she's necessarily that attractive season one I think she got better as as the show progressed but then. They did try to emphasize like she was kind of a, a tattered mother by season six B. Oh yeah, they were leaning um, hard into it. I do think when she was well, I don't know, it's because she was with a black guy, but I think the Blair Underwood run, I think that was probably like her most sexiness, I would say. Um, but that was season uh fuck, I think that was season five. Or maybe that was season six. Was Brady born yet? Yeah, when he was, well, yeah, when Blair Brady had just been born. Yeah. I feel like, uh, not just, but he was basically like you know, he old. was very, very, still very young. Obviously, younger than he is in this season. Cat, uh, what do you do? You think overall she was attractive in that way? I guess we'll all kind of come into the thing that Miranda is not really our type. <laughs> I feel like that's the vibe that we're all just. I want her to be though because like her attitude is totally my type. Unfortunately, that's what I, I go feel for. like. When Miranda is like, "Yeah, I'm their type," like it's a feeling thing. Yeah. And it's not, she either has it or she doesn't. When she's mean to Steve is probably when I find her to be the most attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hilarious. Bro, my age, I will call Angel right now and she'll be like, yeah, that's totally you. And I'm like, shut up. 
Because I, I feel like there's there's a lot of, like, when it's like, ugh, I'm so over it, like, ugh, men, ugh, whatever, ugh, I'm busy. Like, yes, step on me, mama. And then when she's, mm-hmm. like, actually being, like, loving and caring, I'm like, oh, who is that? Oh, yeah. ew. Like, like, cause that's not who I started liking. Drunk Miranda with the cop, total vibe. And then next morning it was like, oh, but she has a drinking problem apparently. Uh, that sucked. So, um, Blair Underwood was season six A. So I was, and I, I think she was attractive during that season, but especially like episode one with the big ass cuffs on the pantsuit, like, and and then her like her fashion wasn't. It's so weird. So her fashion wasn't good in the show because she was a lawyer. And then in the movies, they try to make her like this. They try to make her like a fashionista, and it it just was not working. Like yeah, Burger is going. <laughs> Burger, Burger is resting in the hall of hall in the hall of shame. Yeah, he's gonna rest in he's gonna rest in piss when he dies. For Man, it. she's giving him another chance because homeboy brought a coconut with him to jury duty. And I knew I wasn't ready to give Burger up. I love you, Carrie. He's about to send. This is Bray. He's about to do the post a note. Next episode, yeah. Shit. Yep. Dallas is up seven nothing. No, he just put the shit on the laptop. It was this episode. Yo, fuck burger. <laughs> oh, it was this episode. I oh, can't. Don't hate me. Ah! Fuck these roses, carnations. Fuck them. Fucking carnations. We should just do a commentary episode. The official too. flower of friendship. Um, I wonder how many takes this was when she just smacked these flowers over. Uh, I think it was three. Oh, also, why did I they ever change the intro? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're you're right though. You said why did they never? They ne- like the it's fine for the first season, but then as they expanded the cast and everything, they could have redone the intro easily. But they kept the um, same. Carrie Bradshaw knows good sex. Here's water splash all over her. Boobs that aren't as big as they're, they appear. I don't to be. know. I I get nostalgic over the fishnet guy. I'm not gonna lie. Her boob illusion. Definitely a boob illusion. Um, I mean, it works fine. I think it's it's an iconic intro, but I really feel like it was a disservice to the rest of the cast as they ensembled it out. At least by season three, they should have updated it some way to include the other other three. I think. Here is a. Uh, confession you guys i haven't watched it in a long time but i used to be obsessed with fever pitch just because it was about the red sox winning the world series even oh, though hilarious. the the jimmy fallon and drew barrymore were okay drew barrymore was good jimmy fallon was one of the leads when he starts describing though how you get season tickets like he's not good in that movie he's a terrible romantic lead but he's when like he, any like, movie you, you have to like get the seasons like they're passed down and like there's a whole pro- like when he's talking about the process i was like can jimmy fallon act and then the rest of the movie happened and i was like no but the, he was has he been really in the lot of movies he hasn't had the act since he got the, the he took over for um conan yeah well, not even conan for whoever had the late Yay. show after conan left or was it him yeah he did take over for conan and then eventually uh leno finally moved aside yeah because Conan took over for Jay. Jay, Conan, Jay. Fallon took over for Conan. Fallon left because they wanted to put Jay in front of the Tonight Show. So so Conan left. Then Jay took back over Tonight Show. And then like two years later, he gave it to Fallon and finally got the fuck out of there. 
Conan's in his show on CBS now. Seminal classic Jay's Garage. Never, never seen. To, I don't fuck with Jay Leno because of what he did to Conan. Man. He, he was the only thing I remember him acting in is fucking Almost Famous when he was a the tour manager. That's probably the best thing he's he's ever done. You, you don't like Taxi, the seminal classic Taxi with him and Queen Latifah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have not thought about that since like what 2002, like I, 2003. I was reminded of it at some point by some YouTube video mentioned it. I think. I don't know. But no, the the only parts of that movie I really love from him, I agree, Cat, are the Red Sox parts. And the fact that the movie is based around the Red Sox and then they end up winning the World Series. Them getting to be on the field at the end was like, all right, you guys. In this last group of deleted scenes, we talk about Samantha's role in Sex and the City 2. Me and Kellen talk a little bit about Social Network and LA Confidential. We give some more Sex and the City 2 takes and Kat's love for Spin City. Check it out. And also the thing that with Sam that I kind of touched on, like I'm fairly certain if she was walking through, she was having like a, she was super high, having a high flash and she was walking through this city and they're telling her you need to cover up to respect their faith. And she's like, fuck all that. Like that's <laughs> not, like it's so in such entitlement. It was right. so insensitive. It, like, it, it didn't feel in character even for Samantha. They got a, like, they thought they could get away with it because Samantha's always had that well, attitude. I would say that I would say that would be her character. I'm like I love Sam. I love Samantha Jones, but I can. You totally think she'd be that? Disres- the, okay, maybe maybe on that level. But do you think she'd been so hard up to get laid that she would be trying to bone in public constantly? Hey man, well <laughs> she was trying to bone. It wasn't specifically because it was it was more so the fact that when they were talking when they were talking about bone, then the guy was turned on about doing it in public. And so that got her turned on. If he hadn't let's go to the bedroom, like that's what it would have been. Um, but so, so men are trash. Gotcha. Uh, well, yeah, basically. That's not new. <laughs> it is not no, new at all. It's not. What's your opinion on the social network? Uh, a lot of people rank it as the best movie of the 2010s. Um, me personally, uh, it's definitely up there. Um, I have not, I should have ranked it. I I watched it sometime in the last, I think I watched it last year during COVID. Um, I would have given it either four and a half or five. Um, I may have given, I may have, actually I'll just do it now. I'll, I'll probably give it a four and a half. Um. I don't think there's much necessarily wrong with it. I do think that, um, I think in a lesser director's hands, I think they would have tried to balance it more to give empathy more to Zuckerberg. But I think that Sorkin does, oh, sorry, Fincher, uh, he does such a great job in the balancing act and Sorkin wrote it. I'm tripping. So yeah, Sorkin wrote it. I was right. Um, so it's kind of like, well, he's a pretentious dick. He doesn't necessarily deserve empathy, 
I think a lesser writer may have tried to make him a victim in a lot of ways. Um, and I think even if you kind of look at the last section of the movie, when he's in the office alone, and he's like refreshing that girl's um, Facebook page. Like, mm-hmm. I think they want to have at least some window to kind of show that like, he's ultimately just fundamentally d- deep down. He, he still cares, but I think for everything that Zuckerberg and Facebook has done to society, <laughs> like, I don't think they deserve any kind of benefit of any fucking doubt. Um, but even still, I, I think Social Network is is a really great movie. What do you think about it? Uh, I agree. I, I recently rewatched it. I, I can't remember if it's still on Netflix. So that means it was this month or it was last month I caught it. And I was just like, you know, let me, let me throw this on. And I remember... I remember listening to the rewatchables about it and them just going nuts for it. And I was like, man, like I know a lot of people thought it was a good movie, but I was like, is it like that damn good? And so I was like, let me, let me look at it with, let me look at it with my critical eye. Um, Cause it, I remember I got it for Redbox, and me, Anthony and Angel ended up watching it uh, is how I originally viewed it. And it was just like, Oh, it was fine. But like watching it from the critical perspective and actually just trying to take in the film as a whole and, all those things like that. It, it, it's pretty masterful um, how they pulled everything off. They don't, they like you said, they don't make Zuck look super sympathetic. Um, they kind of let him be who he is throughout the film. Uh, and also, I don't, I don't know if this is the reason why he got cast as Lex, <laughs> but uh, Eisenberg, Eisenberg killed it. As Zuckerberg, I mean, and I know it was wasn't exactly who Mark Zuckerberg was at all, but I, I really feel like with with all the lifting that he had to do through the different eras, well, not the eras, the main era when everything's happening, and then the courtroom scenes and stuff, I I, I really did think that he portrayed the character well and, and gave it that nuance that it needed. Um, Gar Andrew Garfield's pretty freaking dope as well might be my favorite andrew garfield performance and i i hate him in the spider-man movies so the only way to go is up from there <laughs> um justin simberlake oh god i mean he wasn't really needed in this movie actually you know what i take that back he was needed in the sense that what especially at the time like he's basically the biggest pop artists in at least america probably the world but at least america so if you and so if you're looking at if you're thinking about the functionality of what sean parker does like he's supposed to be this this charismatic tornado that comes in you know drop the the get integrated within to facebook and it's seemingly out of nowhere you need an actor who has that kind of level of charm that can pull that off. And I think that for Justin Timberlake, I think on the surface of it, because he's, I mean, he's still JT at the time. Like, and this is like what, like the year 2010 is when it was released. And so sexy back is already out, right? Sexy back's been out four years. Hold on. That was, hold on. Sexy back was 06. Well, no. So, what was the the twenty twenty experience? Yeah, 
that was 2009. No, that was 2012. Actually, it came out the same year as the Hove record. So it was it was 2013 when that came out. Because he didn't like he had taken all those years off in between Future Sex and 2020. Yeah, and so and you said Future Sex Love Sounds was 2008 2006 damn and yeah this is when justin was trying to uh get into movies yeah (laughs) um i watched friends with benefits uh before i watched social network just because i was kind of on a like a rom-com binge on netflix i was like oh i like friends with benefits thought i did like justin timberlake literally ruins Every single scene he's in. And Mila Kunis is trying. She's trying, damn it. But he ruins every scene up until the last half an hour when the breakup happens. That's when you get the best acting out of him. The rest of the film can't can't buy in at all. I mean, well, I guess I mean I guess the real question is is Justin Timberlake replaceable in this movie? I mean, definitely. Yes. Like it's like I mean, twenty ten, like I mean I don't uh, you can hire like fucking like someone just attractive to someone attractive that's attractive and has like better acting chops than Justin. I'm pretty sure you can find like 20 in 2010, like that actor was definitely there. Like, I mean, fuck, you could have did like Ashton Kutcher, like, and, and may have been, he <laughs> may have been just believable, but yeah, he's he's not irreplaceable. I think it is a funny stamp of time, especially. With the Napster shit, like NSYNC would have been one of those acts that were super affected by it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know. He he's definitely replaceable in that movie. Um, he didn't do a bad job, but like you can you can fit someone else to take his place and still be just as fine. I definitely see why it's acclaimed. Um, I I just. Just random thought when I was going through Letterbox. I see you watch LA Confidential here recently again. You know, funny. I actually never watched LA Confidential, which is super. As as much as I grew up on cable, but then also action movies, like I'm actually super surprised I never watched LA Confidential before. It was a weird one to catch because it, it wasn't quite an action movie, and it wasn't quite a. It was drama, but I mean it. it didn't fit inside a neat little box is the problem. So it did its numbers at the box office based on who was in it. But then once it got to like HBO and stuff, it, 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 if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Cause I caught it on a random free preview weekend back way back in the day. And I haven't seen it since. And I was like, that's, I, I loved it back then. It didn't. So to the best of my kind of just like knowledge of it, like it didn't necessarily get a lot of, um, I feel like it didn't get a lot of replay, especially on. I think I think it went to HBO and then it got played there, but like it it definitely wasn't getting like Groundhog Day like levels of like like Never replay over the cable. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like I mean, even movie like Saving Private Ryan, like like that movie is just a fixture on like TNT. It, it was on on Sunday before before I left for dad's. Yeah, yeah, left dad's same Friday I was on. In fact, the thing was on when I woke up that morning at like nine. Yeah, and LH Confidential, like that's a movie 
where it's like, I mean, one, there's like, there's like a rape scene. There's like multiple, like showings of dead bodies. Like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of, you know, uh, cutting. Yeah. It's not a lot of cutting, honestly. Um, and, in the review I wrote, you know, copaganda is still copaganda, which if so, basically the movie itself, and I don't know how well you watched it. I was trying to figure out it. what that word was. I was like, what, what's, what's copaganda? Like, well, what, what is that? Uh, <laughs> that was just me just now trying to read what you said. And now I realized you were saying copaganda. <laughs> Good job by you, buddy. Hey, <laughs> um, I mean, but I mean, how many times? How many times do you see propaganda written out? So it's not a big of a deal. Um, but for and like I said, I don't know when the last time you actually watched it. But um, so like, yeah, like the propagandaness of it is still there. Like, like um, if you, I, I would definitely suggest we watch it. I think the movie is a a great detective movie. But like when you. So in the abstract of what propaganda kind of is, like if you think about it in a sense of you have a movie that is portraying cops and they're like hard boiled or whatever, but what about this what about this police are worth saving? And ultimately the story kind of plays out in this way of you have these two cops who are gonna do the right thing and they do the right thing. But if you look at the structure around them, whether it's their support, their subordinates or their superiors or people who are their equals, like none of these people do the right thing. Like not a single fucking cop does the right thing. Nope. And like even even in the end, you can make the argument like someone may make an argument that um Guy Pierce's character, um, he ultimately does the right thing out of everybody, but if you look at that movie, he, he's not necessarily motivated by intrinsically doing the right thing. He's motivated by acceleration with his career and progress mm-hmm. with his career. So, like, the things that he does, even in the end when he negotiates, you know, well, I want to cover up all this shit, you know, what's in it for me, and he gets promoted or he gets, like, that that metal or that recognition or whatever. But like, if he was like true to maintain a morality, which I think that's his facade. Um, if he's true about morality, he would have burned the entire police department down, but he didn't. And so I, I, there's not a single cop in there worth it down. But if I would have watched that in the nineties, I would have thought it was just, just super like uh, hard boiled cops and they're fucking cool. And so they're going to get the shit done. But in actuality, like they're immensely corrupt, violently racist. And I mean, even, even the character for Russell Crowe, like you think, well, he's, he's one of the good ones, but he's beating up witnesses. He's beating up detained people. He's beating up Kim Basinger. Like mm-hmm. none of these, like none of these people are worth a fuck like at all. So <laughs> But good movie, four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> so go see that movie. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I do remember liking it, but I really I need to I need to look at it with my adult eyes and see what I think of it now. Well, no, like it, like I mean, I rated it four and a half. So there, there's qualities 
that you can extrapolate from it. I like I said, I think it's a great detective movie. Mm-hmm. But if you if you think about the politics of the movie and what it serves, like I don't have I really don't have a problem with with movies that talk about the functionality of racism and what it does. And like if we have just like five white people on camera saying nigger, like that doesn't bother me. If it if it serves a function that is based in truth, like to be very honest, like you don't need to convince me how hard it is if five people in, in a room alone throw around the word nigger. Like you don't have to convince me very hard that that no. has happened before. But if if there's things that you're trying to soften just to make the movie, then that's the problem that I have. And LA Confidential, they don't do it at all. They're like, like they they beat up Mexicans. Like they they think. You know, black people are are terrible. Like, like the the black people there are in, in real poverty. And if you look at the movie, if you juxt, uh, juxtapose the L.A. cops, the Hollywood cops versus the poor brown areas that they're patrolling, you'll see that stark difference in their settings. And the filmmaking is great. Like they did a great job for the filmmaking, but ultimately, it's still prop, it's still propaganda. But it's yeah. it's still a good movie nonetheless. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch it because, like I said, it's literally been years, and I thought it was dope when I was a kid. So, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, keep using Letterbox, man. Like I, I mean, I don't follow anyone. Like I, like I think the people you don't even follow Cat. I mean, I only follow like 15 people, and in the grandma in the whole grand scheme of social media, that's not really a lot. Um, but. I don't know. I don't know. Personally, a lot of people that actually use it. Even Cat. Cat doesn't really use hers anymore. Um, she was using it for the show, but she doesn't use it too much on her own. So yeah, that's understandable though. I mean, she normally talks movies once a week with you. So but that was fun, man. Good, good shit. You yeah, made man. it. Th- thanks again for all your hard work, pulling us, pulling us to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, I mean, gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, but yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, if uh, if you ever if you watch the third movie, I'll probably pod with you about it. <laughs> I'm watching it honestly, on bootleg, but you know. no, you won't. You got HBO Max. Why would you have to bootleg it? Oh, well, I don't pay for it. So there you <laughs> so, go. The, the you plug, go. be the plug. I know. Basically, like, I mean, if we, so, I mean, if we look at the notes that I picked, like, the episodes are super thin and they don't come until season four, honestly. So, like, we'll, we'll get into that next week. <laughs> I couldn't even I, think of her her last name. Like, it was, I kept thinking Miranda Priestley. Hops. And I knew that was, right. I knew that was Devil Wears Prada. I'm like, I don't cannot remember what her last name is. It's not coming to me. Like oh. York, Jones, Bradshaw, Miranda. <laughs> did um did you Brad. guys did you guys see the uh tournament that the tournament bracket I made? I this I just checked it out really prior to getting on. So um yes I did, sir. Yeah, man. I thought, I thought we, excuse me. I thought we switch it up a bit uh, to actually fuck. Well, 
I guess if we if, if we know the Miranda episode is gonna be short, do we just want to do the bracket next week? <laughs> Let let's see how it goes. If we're really at like twenty minutes and we don't know what else to say do about we, Miranda, then we can go ahead. I'll I'll study up. Yeah, if we want to check in, maybe like midweek, and just be like, "Hey, what are we thinking? Has anyone had any breakthroughs about Miranda?" <laughs> I've, I've been watching this show for fucking 20 years, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't, uh, it's. I think not, I have some, some interesting, like, ideas for how they could make her work better. Yeah. I think that's really, her. the episode is going to be about fixing her, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the funny thing is, and I'll save it for next week's recording, but I think she could, she probably. Just on paper, as far as me being like a total cynic, like, well, I'm not a total cynic, but I'm kind of cynical about stuff. Like, I think she could have had the most, she could have, I think she had potential to be the best character outside of Samantha, but they they didn't give her shit to do for too many years. Like, right. they, they just, they kind of hamstrung her there. But like I said, I'll, I'll save that for next week. She treaded all kinds of water. Yeah, basically. But oh man, I'm I'm super surprised I actually watched the second movie, man. Like, <laughs> I was hanging out, I was hanging out with my friend, and it was like, I was actually I was kind of hoping she forgot so I wouldn't have to watch it. But <laughs> uh, actually, funny, we ended up like we we threw it on and we ended up talking like way more than we watched the movie itself which that's it's probably the movie to do that too yeah that's probably the best purpose of that movie actually so mm. uh, i i remember um i was actually staying in my i was dog setting for moose um <laughs> and this is a few years back and it just got out came out to cable um and so i was like oh, i haven't seen this because i didn't rush to the movie theaters to see this one so I was like, I, I'm, I'm gonna definitely watch this. Like, yeah, watch Sex and the City too. And I watched that damn movie, and I fell asleep a couple times. And then fi- <laughs> finally got done with it, and I was like, damn, I got, I stayed up and got drunk and watched this for this shit. Like, it, it, it was not, was not good. There was no. It, it was just. It, just, yeah. it, it was it, it, it was a paycheck, money grab. I'm so glad we didn't get three. Thank you, Kim Cattrall, for not signing up for three, even though we're going to get this reboot. They're, they're going to kill her off, basically, right? Like, <sighs> Are they going to give her AIDS? I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, she nuts. contracted... That'd be really crappy. She contracted an, HI, like a, an STD, and, and she's no more. Like, That would be so absolutely nuts. You might as well change the show name at that point. You, you Cervical can't have cancer. Oh I was gonna say AIDS in the city. I was gonna say Kellen Jesus. No, what I was gonna say, <laughs> say like I, as as non-sex positive as we've said Sex in the City is, um, for them to really kill, kill off their most sexual character in that way, just because the actress didn't want to come back, it would be really crappy. So they just probably say that she's off living her best life, and that's it. Like I, I don't need no. I don't need no explanation. Well, because like, she's, she's living in New York now again. So yeah. they're going to have to kill her off. Like. <sighs> and they brought Jared back for this second movie for no. They they brought Jared 
just to get them to Abu Dhabi, which is so like, oh my god! Like, it's wait, so, what? What did Jared do to get them there? He was in a movie that shot out there, and when the movie wrapped, the movie is financed by some like rich ass Muslim dudes, and then during the the premiere party, the financiers run into Samantha uh, because he she is still actually he. I don't think she's even his publicist anymore. So he so he basically like uh linked them at the party, whatever, and then he was like, Well, I want you to come to AUE for some business. <laughs> Super generic bullshit. Like they they just do so many fucking hoops in that movie, man. Like it's, you're gonna make me watch it. I mean you should, like I'm a I, w- I would say watch it with your wife and then <laughs> like just Send start flowers. Yeah, I would say watch it with your wife so you can have like I a might game. need to give her a, a gold uh, tennis bracelet, a, a diamond tennis bracelet before we watch this. Uh, I don't know if she's seen the second one on. Surprise her with a trip to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so we can watch it? Funny. Yeah. Like, that's all right, funny. now we're here. We're going to watch Sex in the City too. <laughs> no, that's, that's the way you let her know that the, it's happening. <laughs> so like it's so funny like the only time they even talk about so th- like this is like uh 2010 wasn't it so this is like uh a couple of years into obama administration i mean we're still technically in a recession yep um uh, and and the, the most they talk about any kind of negative job performance for big the market was down 100 points today <laughs> 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 any any high schooler could have just wrote that and been like, you want to know how they're doing bad financially? Market's down a hundred points. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It's down a hundred points. <laughs> don't sound good though. Don't, don't sound, sound good. good. <sighs> yeah, man. Like this. Uh, this is so nonsensical. Did you did you guys know Darren Star was gay? I had no fucking clue. Yes. Yes, I did. You, I mean, which is another thing that makes me makes me think it's more about how much executives had to do with the show as it became this phenomenon, um, especially with the way he, some of the storylines. Plus, you don't know. I mean, he he's the creator, but I don't know how hands on he was in later seasons. Like probably the last season, he, he wrote and directed the, the first two movies. Oh. Well, not did he direct you? Oh. Hold on, let me see. I'll pull up right now. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, as far as the series went, like, I'm sure he's involved in the beginning. Once it got big, he probably was able to fall back some. Um, and then he's probably involved at the end of the series, is what I was thinking. Because I'm, not, I don't think he is, um, like showrunner extraordinaire, like um your boy who does Breaking Bad, um, who's involved in like every single Vin, uh, Vince Gilligan. Uh, so I don't think he's like that. I think he's more like I got this property. Let me collect my check. Maybe it was the first movie. Hold on. The second movie is directed by somebody else. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, shit. Maybe not. Fuck. Also creator of Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Place. What are we doing a Melrose Place podcast? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Have fun with that. Uh, I have never watched Melrose Place. Even when you were a kid? Uh... 
I always watched 90210 um, when I when I caught it, but um, and watched the reruns. But I don't remember any Melrose Place other than Heather Locklear being on there. That's the only thing yeah, I know about too. it. The only yeah, and I I was super young when it came out. The only thing I remember about Melrose Place was it was supposedly a sex show, but it was on Fox, so they didn't show any sex. So I right. did I didn't I tuned out after that. <laughs> I I watched 90210 when um when Tiffany Amber Thiessen got on, and I watched pretty faithfully like that whole beginning of her run like the first season she was on and maybe a little bit afterwards that was it she was supposed to be a slut in the show and they hated her or whatever right yeah you nailed it valerie yeah i i used to watch a lot of spin city yo spin city is so good um, so good to the point where Barry Bostwick once stopped me at a comic-con to tell me that he liked my smile and I without even thinking said thank you Mr. Mayor <laughs> and he, he was like you're too young to know that show and I was like I was homesick from school a lot and it was on FX um, that's amazing um, but it's like not streaming anywhere or available on DVD easily so if you find a good rip of it hit a sister up yeah, I, th- I thought it was, it's actually, um, the guy who did a lot of Spin City, um, what is it, some, uh, Lawrence, he's the same guy who went on to do Scrubs after, um, he did, uh, damn, what is his name? Bill Lawrence, Bill Lawrence and Gary David Goldberg were the creators of Spin City, and Bill Lawrence did Scrubs, and Scrubs was one of my favorite shows of all time, so, um, has a lot of sensibilities that got, uh, Scrubs took it got a lot from spin city so i love it scrubs isn't your favorite show of all time it isn't it isn't my number one is that what you're asking me yeah i feel like it's i feel like it is but am i wrong it's it's my favorite non-drama tv show yes Uh, i i have to say it's still one the wire two breaking bad and then probably three is scrubs all right there you have it thank you for tuning into this week's rendition of deleted scenes enjoy the summer we're gonna enjoy the summer take some time for yourself and for your loved ones and until next time love you peace bye follow cat at cat underscore chinity on twitter twitch and instagram Follow Marcus at Sean Matt Love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter. Follow Kellen at B-Hyphen, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N on Twitter. And search Hyphen Podcast Group on Instagram. Thanks for listening to the Great Sexpectations Podcast Series. We should do this again sometime. So, we'll... We'll reconvening uh, later this week if we want to just combine the boyfriends and lovers episode with Miranda's. Well, I think, his... I think we'd have to do the Miranda episode and then be like, okay, it's, you know, 2632 and now right. we're starting the men. I feel like it's a moment thing. If we got like 45 minutes of Miranda, then I think we can coast the rest of the way. But yeah. if we really are struggling at like 2012, like, I like her red hair. <laughs> Men's wear, am I right, fellas? Um, her, so I love her paleness. Oh, she's <laughs> fucking pale, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Uh,
All right, guys. Well, great recording as always. A lot of this will definitely be deleted scenes. We'll cut out the shit that is not. All right, guys. I love you. I trust you. I believe you. Peace. Love, trust, and belief. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Night. This This is is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?